It's Jim, it's the world of bonds. It's Wednesday the 15th of March 2023. This is for professional investors only. Never ever investment advice. There are decades where nothing happens and there are weeks where decades happen. Not an investor in global banking stocks, but Vladimir Lenin. Nevertheless, it was an already crazy week following the SVB, the Silicon Valley Bank, failure over the weekend. Um, We've had US Treasury bonds up and down by cumulative over 100 basis points at two years or more. So market priced in last week, Fed funds at 5.5% and then 4.5% by Friday afternoon, back up again earlier on and then as we'll see back down again dramatically with two year Treasury bonds making new lows. Um, We're currently at 3.88% for two-year bond yields um, as a result of what happened today. Now, Wall Street had already decided that all research notes sent out on Monday, the day after the Oscars, had to be entitled Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, I got probably three or four of those uh, sent through then. And it's fair enough, though, everything was kicking off wherever you looked. And particularly in bond markets, if you looked at bond market volatility and if you've got a Bloomberg in front of you, MOVE, M-O-V-E index is the kind of measure of vol um, that looks looks at volatility in government bond markets. That hit its highest level since the global financial crisis. So higher volatility even than during the huge rally in rates and movements in rates around the COVID lockdowns or around the time of the Eurozone debt crisis. And it was into this really febrile environment for um, for fixed income in general, but particularly for banks, that in steps the Saudi National Bank, the biggest investor in Credit Suisse. And on the telly, they told the interviewer um, that they wouldn't be putting any more capital into Credit Suisse, um, a bank that was already beset with problems over reporting. Remember, I made an announcement to that effect um, last week or the week before. And it had some very well-known losses uh, around some bad loan exposures uh, during last year. So that um, that kind of unsolicited, we're not going to put any money into this bank, uh, which they said was for largely for regulatory reasons, because they're already at 9.9% and uh, they didn't want to trigger a takeover or anything like that. But the, the markets just saw biggest investor gives up on Credit Suisse, which um, may or not, may not be fair, but that's what people took away from it. Um, so what was the impact of that? Well, the share price collapsed again and again and again. And look at the bond markets in particular, a credit default swap spread of a thousand basis points or more is generally taken by the market as an indicator that that bond is a distressed bond, distressed debt effectively. Even 400 basis points is really consistent with a high yield issuer rather than an investment grade bank. And in in January at the start of the year, Credit Suisse was already at 400 basis points. This for its senior bond CDS um, spread effectively. Now today, five-year CDS, which is the most liquid measure of credit default swaps, is at 956 basis points, so banging up to that 1,000 level. But listen to this, one-year credit default swap spread is at 3,710 basis points, and that's bad. That's telling you that something really, you know, people think that something bad is going to happen to this bank. Um, Euro 
bank stocks in general were off massively, 7%. All the, all the big names in Europe were down. And there was wider weakness in credit too. So, you know, the best names were off five basis points, weaker investment grade, 25 basis points, and uh, subordinated bank debt much weaker too. If you look at crossover, the kind of high yield measure of CDS, that um, was about 57 basis points wider on the day. The other implications were seen in the US dollar, which is up, a defensive currency generally. Um, it's off about one and a quarter percent against its big trading partners. The euro was down 1.65% and the big outperform of the Japanese yen, which is doing its traditional, or used to be traditional anyway, its risk-off protection role. So that's up against the US dollar by about 88 basis points and as I said the US dollar was already a strong performer so yen very much outperforming. What are the risks for the rest of the week? Well um, the risks are that we see what we saw was SVB, SVB which is really that depositors start to take flight. Remember CS had already had some big withdrawals in the fourth quarter of last year. Um, it does have a lot of liquidity, but it has asked the Swiss National Bank to do something, to do something reassuring, effectively. Uh, but the SMB hasn't obliged so far. And as I say, CS does have plenty of liquidity. But Dr. Doom, uh, Noriel Rabini, who you'll all remember from back in the day during the credit crisis, says that Credit Suisse this time might not be too big to fail, but too big to be saved. This is, though, a different... Um, proposition from SVB who um, are back out there. SVB are back out there. Um, remember it had its um, deposits guaranteed at the weekend by the authorities and it has the brass neck today to be out there emailing clients saying there is not a single safer place to keep or transfer your deposits than SVB. Fully insured with no caps or limits. So, uh, you know, not, not all doom and gloom in, in, in the banking sector when SVB is about giving those reassuring words. So, as I say, pretty much carnage in, in, in some respects in uh, banking markets with people really unsure what to do, worried about reruns of global financial crisis and so forth. Everyone knowing deep down it shouldn't be that bad and there shouldn't be contagion and that CS has got lots of liquidity and um, you know everyone thinks this is probably a market overreaction um, to the kind of atmosphere that we've been in over the past week or so and things should come back to normal um, so that's the hope we'll, we'll wait and see but as I say government bond markets and risk-off assets very much uh, rallying today I said that two-year uh, US treasuries were down um, dramatically today, well, even more so two-year bonds, which are about 50 basis points lower in yield. Gilt market slightly underperforming today. Um, not least we had a budget that's um, unleashing a lot of new gilt supply, most of which was anticipated. But a few words on that UK budget um, that Jeremy Hunt put out earlier um, this afternoon. This was billed as a, a growth positive budget. And, you know, if you look at the work that the IFS, Paul Johnson, who will be on your TV screens if in, you're in the UK on pretty much every news channel, regarded as the grown up face of uh, fiscal analysis, gives it to you straight, um, proper analysis without any spin. And, uh, you know, regarded as politically neutral, really, which is uh, so you'll get a lot of airtime. His take on it and the IFS take on it 
is um, I'll give you a little a few of the headlines that there is something to it in terms of being billed as a growth budget and one of the big drivers of that is the policies that will encourage growth in the labour force remember that post Brexit we've lost a lot of workers we lost a lot of workers post Covid and lockdown due to perhaps people retiring early ill health things like that and one of the arguments that we have high inflation is we have high wages and that's due to the shrinking of the labour force and that's holding back growth and pushing up inflation so policies that uh, ameliorate that are welcome the first one he talks about is childcare provision for younger kids and he thinks that that might add a few tens of thousands of new workers um, working mums who want to go back to work earlier than the current childcare subsidies allow effectively so that will be good news he's less impressed with the changes to pension laws which um, effectively allow people to save more into their pension and the idea is that that will allow people like doctors in particular not to retire early for tax reasons and i think he's skeptical that will have very much effect but there'll be a little bit of improvement in growth from both of these policies offset really by um, even though one of the the chancellor's targets is to get inflation down they reckon inflation comes down to 2.2 percent by the end of the year which is obviously very good news but nevertheless uh, Paul Johnson and the IFS still see household incomes falling more rapidly than at any time in living memory in real terms. So effectively stagnation in incomes and you know 2.9% is still a positive inflation rate causing this continued fall in household incomes. Um, what else do we have? High borrowing is going to be a drag on growth. Um, the debt interest payments as a percentage of GDP are going to be about 3% and that's doubling from where they were expected to be uh, in the last forecast. So a big rise in interest costs thanks to higher bond yields. The target, remember, we have now a kind of fiscal rule is that 3% should be the upper end of that. Um, and there's also a target for debt to GDP as well. And that is expected to come down over the Chancellor's target period but only just I think it's uh, five years or something like that so debt to GDP should be falling but only very very marginally according to these forecasts and the IFS point out there's very little room for anything to go wrong um, over that period especially in a growth constrained world so you know the OBR says that growth over the next four years is only going to be about 0.6% better than previously forecast in total over that four-year period. So as I say, a growth-focused budget that delivers only a smidgen of extra growth, all very welcome. It delivers more government borrowing, but within those fiscal rules. Um, but the big story, I guess, is that household incomes are going to be a drag on, on growth and a, a continued source of, I guess, political instability to some extent. Right, that's it for today. It's felt like a very long time. It has felt like decades. Um, when I was writing what I was going to note down today, it took me a while to work out what day of the week it was. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that for nothing. I'm off to the cinema. I'm going to go and see Meet Me in the Bathroom, which is the story of, I guess, the New York uh, indie 
band revival, the bands like Strokes and Yeah Yeah Yeahs towards the start of the last millennium, um, LCD Sound System, perhaps one of the greatest bands of all time, hopefully they'll be in it too. Anyway, I'll, I'll undoubtedly give you a, a review of that at some stage, perhaps later this week if I'm, um, if I'm not hiding under a desk somewhere. Right, take care, bye.